Welcome to the Aquarian Intuitive Podcast, a show to help you raise your vibration and elevate your experience of life here on earth. Each episode, I'm going to hit you with little nuggets of wisdom that will help you shift your entire life from feeling stuck, unworthy, disempowered, and anxious to a life filled with balance, purpose, clarity, freedom, and alignment to help you remember that you have limitless potential to create a life that feels good. I'm your host, Veronica WK, a transformational coach, spiritual mentor, artist, and mystic, here to support you in up-leveling your life. Now, let's dive in. Hello, friends. Today, I have a slightly different approach to this episode's um, I am going to talk about something that's pretty personal and also makes me really sad. And the point is that that's okay. So I want to talk about letting our feelings move through us. Um, I think that many people without knowing it and myself included, you know, it's kind of just taught to us that we have to hold our emotions in right? Or that we have to avoid feelings that are not pleasant or, you know, anything that's not positive. And the problem with that is when we try to avoid those kind of feelings, anything that's negative or, you know, a lower vibrational feeling, then we're not really avoiding it. Maybe we aren't paying attention to it, but it's still there. And when we don't acknowledge the feelings and we don't process them, they just stay. And if we're not paying attention to it and it's there, it can turn into something more. That's when emotions that are, you know, energetic, because that's what they are, right? They're just energy. Emotions will turn into something in the physical. They'll make us sick or they'll make us have pain. And so it's literally dangerous to not allow our emotions to surface and to not feel them and, you know, to not sit with them as long as we need to in order to process them. So for me, this is why I'm choosing this topic today is because this came up for me today. And it's funny because this morning I was sharing with my friends um, how this time of year always feels a little scary for me. A lot of anxiety comes up around probably starting in like September, October, usually when the weather starts to get cool, summer's winding down, you know, there's a certain level of sadness and depression. I think for me anyway, that comes with that, you know, it's the end of summer and, the changing of the seasons, the sun goes away, and at least here in New Hampshire, it gets really dark. We have very, very short uh, amounts of daylight and really, really long night times. And it's cold and uncomfortable. And so there's, there's all of that physical kind of sensation that is unpleasant for me. So that always kind of comes up. But there's also this feeling of like anticipation that something bad is going to happen or it's like waiting for the other shoe to drop if you've ever heard that phrase it's just 
like being on edge and just knowing that something bad is going to happen, but you don't know what, or, you know, just having this pit in my stomach all the time because over the last seven, eight years, this time of year always has been a time when, when really negative or traumatic things have happened to me. Not every year, but there have been quite often, unfortunately, some really traumatic things that have happened. And it's always right around this time, like at the beginning of the fall season, September into October, sometimes into November. So, you know, we're not out of the woods yet, but it's like, I just, it's almost as if my brain has been trained to expect negative things to happen at this time of year. And it's interesting. This was coming up in the conversation with my girlfriends today because they are all feeling very similar feelings right now. And, you know, some of them may know why they're feeling anxious or, you know, what exactly is making them feel down if it's just the season or whatever the case may be, but we're all feeling this feeling lately. And I started thinking about it like, oh, why, why is that? And I, you know, I, for the reasons I said, I can recognize where the past has in some ways programmed me to feel these feelings on top of the seasonal changes and it makes it really hard. And so I've noticed lately, like the past week or so since being back from our wonderful vacation down in Florida, um, that these feelings are starting to surface for me as it's darker here. It's been kind of dreary and everything just feels a little bit sad, kind of melancholy. And so it was interesting that we were just having this conversation this morning and I was sharing that that's how I feel. And then this afternoon, we have a little group message with my mom and my two sisters and my aunt and I um, to discuss, you know, what's going on with my mom and dad. Real quick backstory, my dad had a pretty severe stroke back in this past March of 2019. Um, and he was only 59 at the time. He just turned 60 a couple months ago. So he's very young and it was a pretty severe and impactful stroke. And so it's been really challenging, um, especially because, you know, I live about nine or 10 hours away. If you're driving from where my parents live, um, my youngest sister lives across the country, literally across the entire country in California and they're in Pennsylvania. And my middle sister lives about an hour and a half from my parents. So she's been saddled with a lot of the work of just helping them out and getting them prepped to move. So my parents are moving this week out of my childhood home, which honestly you would think would make me really sad. And I don't, it isn't, it isn't making me sad. And I don't think that those feelings are going to come in later. Um, they might, maybe I'm just, you know, maybe it's just kind of a, a lag in time, but honestly, I don't think that is going to make me very sad. That has not felt like my home in a very long time. To me, home is where my family is. So I don't really care where they're physically located as long as they're safe, right? So anyway, um, there's just been a lot of really hard things that have come up with my dad's stroke. Um, and I, you know, I don't need to go into a lot of the details, but it has been, as you can imagine, really, really challenging for my mom 
and for my dad, of course, and for my sisters and all of our family. And it's just been really hard, but it's also been, you know, something that we're going through together, which is nice. But in this group chat, my mom shared a message about something that happened today that was kind of sad and it made my dad cry. And, you know, it's just uh, an illustration of how my dad's brain is different now after the stroke and how his memory works a little differently. And it's just, it was just a sad little story and it wasn't a big deal, but she shared it and it made me sad and it made my sisters sad. And so we were all kind of just just sharing that, you know, going through that together and allowing ourselves to feel those feelings. And the problem is that my mom is not a person who is very comfortable with sharing feelings. So when she shared the sad story and my sisters and I all said, wow, yeah, that is really sad. That makes me feel very sad for dad. You know, we shared how we were feeling my mom's instant reaction was to apologize and say that she was sorry for, you know, she should have thought that it was going to make us sad and so she shouldn't have shared it. And, you know, she apologized for, for dragging us into it. And all of us were like, you don't need to apologize. You know, we were just sharing how we feel. We all can share how we feel and we're a family. So of course, something that makes one of us sad is going to make all of us sad and that's normal. And having to kind of have that conversation with my mom and it really just brought up a lot of feelings for me of not really always having the opportunity to share my feelings or feeling safe in sharing my feelings without feeling like I was going to make someone else feel guilty like my mom did or you know I don't think it was ever really a thing for me to feel like I was going to get in trouble if I shared how I was feeling but more so yeah more like I'm going to feel guilty because I'm going to make my mom upset or I'll make my dad upset if I let them know that their words or their actions made me feel sad so there has always kind of been this level of not sharing my feelings and I do think that I've, I've done a pretty decent job at working my way through that and that's definitely some of my motivation for wanting to help other people and in being a coach and in sharing the lessons that I've learned. Um, I've had a really, I'm a great case study for a lot of the lessons, haha. Um, but seriously, it is interesting because I am becoming very aware. I have become aware that I don't always allow myself to let my feelings out for fear of inconveniencing somebody else or because I don't have time to cry. Right. And I, I know that I'm not the only person who does this. I know so many of us do this, but it is really crazy when I stop and think about it because there have been times when I will feel the, the sobbing, right? Without, I'm, I'm not even crying, but I can feel my body sobbing and I just can't cry. I can't let it out. Or I will very quickly have this very like rushed wave of emotions come over me and then I instantly just take a deep breath and stop it, right? Instead of letting myself fully sit with the crying and the feeling and 
you know, if I need to sob, just sob. Or if I need to scream, just scream. Because obviously those emotions are there and they really want to come out, but it's so difficult. And the first thing that pops into my head, because you know how I love analogies, it's like, for me, peeing in public, right? Like peeing in the wilderness. <laughs> that those Neither of those words is accurate. Let me try that again. Peeing like on the side of the road, right? Not in a toilet. I have such a hard time with that. It's just a mental block. Like I'm so trained to pee in the toilet. Thanks mom and dad. I guess potty training worked really well for me. But you know, as an adult, it comes in pretty handy. If you need to pee in the woods or something, just pee in the woods or like behind the bushes on the side of the road. There have been situations in my life that that would have been a really handy skill and I cannot do it. It is so hard for me. Even like in the ocean, I'm like, I can't, I have to pee so bad and I can't do it. Why am I not peeing? It's kind of the same thing with the emotions. Sorry if that was TMI, but you're welcome. Um, the emotions are kind of the same thing for me. Like I can feel that they want to come out, but I just, I just can't do it sometimes. And I'm really working on allowing those feelings to come out. It's been a practice for a few months now that when I, when I have that sadness come up that I tell myself, it's okay to cry. It's okay. Go ahead. And even if I have to schedule in a time, like literally this is, I guess how anal I am, but if I need to put aside some time when I'm alone and I know I just need a couple minutes, like I will tell myself, okay, tonight you've got the house to yourself for a while. Just let it out. And I will do that. Like I will use that time because I know the emotions are there and I know they need to come out. And so I will do it. And I know that sounds kind of crazy because it's not spontaneous, but if you're a person that does hold in your emotions a lot, sometimes that's what you need to do. And so I've been doing that for myself and it feels really good. So if you have emotions that are stuck, they need to come out so they don't turn into, you know, like a festering wound and infection, then it's perfectly fine to make it a practice to release your emotions, to give yourself permission, to give yourself the time. If that means you incorporate that into your morning practice or, you know, into your evening before you go to bed, it, it's not weird to cry. It's not weird to schedule a time for yourself to process your emotions. I think we're, it's just so culturally ingrained in us as a society to stuff down our emotions and to see crying or any kind of expressing our emotions, whether it's sadness or anger or guilt or fear or, or positive ones too. I mean, it's like no matter what we see expressing emotions as a sign of weakness or something that is shameful or, you know, something you should be doing in private or, if it's positive emotions, we often think that people are arrogant for showing their joy or for, you know, celebrating their successes or, you know, for being overly excited or something. Well, why can't we just feel our feelings without any filter? 
you know, be like children. Children express how they're feeling without that filter. They just express their pure emotions. And at some point, you know, are, we are told to stop crying or there's nothing to be afraid of or you're being silly or, you know, it. we just, we're told not to express ourselves. And that really is not healthy. We've internalized that entirely too much. So some of the things that I have learned, and one of them I just did this morning, and it's crazy. I want to share this. Um, oh, and also, by the way, I recorded the first half of this podcast last night, and then I got cut off, and I picked it up again this morning. So things have even shifted further since last night when I started this recording. Um, so I went to bed last night feeling pretty sad, but um, you know, one thing that I did was to share with my friends how I was feeling. And, you know, that can feel really hard. And one thing that came up for me was that I felt like I was burdening them, right? Like, like I should be apologizing. I'm sorry for being negative, but I just need to share this. So I didn't, I, I felt those feelings come up, but I, I did not say, you know, sorry for being negative because I know that that's what our friendship is for. That's what our sisterhood is for, is to support each other and to hear each other without projecting, right? Just to share exactly how I was feeling and to know that they were just going to let me say how I was feeling. And that's exactly what I did and that's exactly what they did. So that felt really, really good for me. And it just took some of that burden off of my shoulders and helped me put it down. They just helped me put it down off of what I was carrying. So that was really nice. And I went to bed feeling a lot lighter and at least, you know, to have expressed out loud how I was feeling and to acknowledge it and to just be with it and say, this is where I'm at right now. And I went to bed, you know, still feeling a little sad, but a lot lighter. And I woke up this morning feeling like I had an emotional hangover. We've all felt that. It's like, ugh, just kind of heavy and almost like in a daydream of ickiness, um, kind of a dark cloud hanging over, but it was from the past, right? Like I knew it wasn't still in my present, but it was still lingering from yesterday. So I did my morning practice, my regular um, Kundalini meditation, and it that helped a lot. It felt really good. Um, and at the end, I felt called to, instead of lying in Shavasana, I picked up some of my crystals. I had a rose quartz and a selenite and I just held one in each hand and I just sat in easy pose, you know, just doing meditation. But I played a solfregio frequency that I forget what the, what frequency exactly it is. I think it's 386. Um, I forget. I'll have to look into that. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but it is the frequency for releasing guilt and fear. And that's exactly what I had felt stored in my body. So I listened to the frequency and I held on to these crystals that I felt called to hold on to. And they could be, you know, I don't really do prescriptive crystals. I think that, um, you know, every body is different. And so the frequency of the crystals that your body needs versus what my body needs is totally different. And that's a whole other topic. Um, but those were the two crystals that were calling to me. And so I just held on to them and I allowed the frequency to shift mine. And I could literally feel it vibrating the fear and guilt 
loose from being stored in my body and in my field. And it was releasing. It, it literally released from my physical presence. And I, after about 15 or 20 minutes, I felt so much lighter and clearer and refreshed and the fear and the guilt, you know, while the knowledge of the incident that made me feel sad is still there. It's not like I forgot it. And I can still acknowledge that it is sad. It's not in my body. It's not in my field. I released it. And that's not to say that it won't come up again, but I have a practice that I can do to help release it. So that is something that you can do. And I guess maybe I'll do another podcast episode, maybe even this week, if I'm feeling very motivated, although I have a busy week. I don't know. Stay tuned. Um, about specifically, you know, frequencies and how some of the tools, like what are, what are some of the tools that I use to shift my frequency, you know, and move up the emotional scale because it's really easy. And that is something that came up for me this morning was, you know, why, why, are, why am I going to let these feelings like hold me down? It's good to sit with them and it's good to acknowledge them, but I don't need to have them stuck in my field. You know, I, I sat with it for 24 hours and I allowed my feelings to be there and I expressed how I felt. But when I felt ready to release the fear and the guilt and the sadness, I had practices to use to release them. And so that feels really good. So I think I will, I'll do another podcast episode about some of the tools that I use that you can also use to move feelings through, move your emotions through. So I feel so much better today after, you know, doing my practices and using the tools that I know and the ones that I have and the ones that are really, I, I have them because it's in my, it's in my lineage, right? It's in all of our lineage. It's in our cellular memory. We are born with these practices, but we forget them. And it's time to start remembering because it's so easy. It comes so easily. It's when we start questioning how these practices work that, or, you know, if we're crazy for thinking that this is going to work or whatever, um, that we trip ourselves up, but they are real and they are really beneficial. So I will, I will talk about that in a future episode. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you. Um, I would love to hear, you know, how are you feeling? Because I know talking to people that I know, a lot of people have been saying that right now just feels really heavy, really kind of sticky with emotions, lots of trauma, lots of pain, lots of sadness, guilt, shame, all of these really heavy and low vibrational feelings have been coming up for people. So I'm really curious how you're feeling, if you're vibing with that, um, and if you have any practices for moving these things through, or if you are, you know, if you haven't done anything to move them through, are you just feeling stuck and you need some help? Let me know. Let's talk about it. So I hope you all enjoyed this and, um, check the show notes for lots of things that I was rambling about. And until next time, thank you so much.
Thank you so much for listening to the Aquarian Intuitive Podcast. If you like this show and you want to know more, check out my website, www.aquarian-intuitive.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Aquarian Intuitive. And please, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know. Drop me a line. You can rate and leave a review on iTunes. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you thought, what you learned, or if you have something to add, absolutely please share. And if you have a friend that you think could benefit from listening to this episode, share it with them, pass this little nugget of wisdom along. So until next time, have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.